When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. But we are here today with the true cute one to break down the faculty. We have Mr. Tom Hamlet of the Dumpster Dive podcast with us today. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi, friends. What's up? Happy spooky season. My favorite season. Mine too. I, mm-hmm. I get like, <laughs> my boyfriend Brian and I both like are significantly happier as of Saturday, October 1st. Yeah. Oh, I, I decorated. My whole home is orange and purple right now. Uh, it's yeah. glorious. Like, also, my favorite part is like people stop smelling. My biggest issue with the summer is that oh, everyone yeah. is sweating and smelly. And I personally feel like I look awful in summer clothes. <laughs> I feel like a Diane Keaton dream in the fall. Like in yeah, a, I love a fall sweater, outfit. a jean, uh-huh. a boot. I just hat. love my oversized sweaters to be like, is it a blanket? Is it a sweater? Like I want <laughs> sure. it so large that people have that question when they see me. <laughs> my whole life I've wanted that Lenny Kravitz scarf and one of my coworkers <gasps> is making it for me this year. Oh my year. god, fun. I've reached wow. my final form. I mean, I had a real circle scarf moment in like 2013. Uh, Loved mm-hmm. it. R.I.P. American Apparel. They made the best <laughs> circle scarf. R.I.P. Also R.I.P. to uh, this co-hosting duo because Chelsea last week said, oh, <laughs> let's do costumes all month. So then I came in a varsity jacket and another prop <laughs> oh my God, to really cosplay. <laughs> and um, Chelsea came in a black t-shirt. Well, Donnie, thank you for noticing because as you know, my theme this year is things that scare Donnie. So last week I went as a woman in a bob and this week I went as Donnie's second biggest fear, someone who doesn't commit to a costume. So I'm a free spirit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I do like the ongoing theme if you find a way to be an ugly person smoking Donnie. forget about it <laughs> too early do you remember that ANTM photo shoot where it was like a, <laughs> it was like it was like a warning to people to not oh, smoke God. and you would sit in the seat uh-huh. like normal and then you'd go into hair and makeup and they would make you look like they would make you look like you have lung cancer like emphysema or emphysema or like skin oh. cancer or something and then you would take a decrepit photo and so they superimposed it where it was like in the mirror was you like 50 years later. We do not talking. talk enough as a society about how Tyra Banks terrorized an entire generation. <laughs> this woman was out here pretending to have rabies. She was out here just like ruining women's lives in very specific and calculated yeah. ways. My God, God bless Tyra Banks. <laughs> God bless. Uh. You know what Tyra could have used is one of those pens with some speed in it. I bet she would have literally exploded. <laughs> yeah, something there. Uh-huh. Thank you for attempting to bring I'm this to train back yeah. on course, Tom. We are going to be talking about 
about the faculty, but I want to just at the top of the episode address something that has come to light since our last recording. So our last recording, speaking of the train being off the tracks, Donnie and I were without a guest and we really went places. <laughs> that can never happen Never again. again. Never. But one of the places <laughs> that we went was I told a story about how at sleepovers I used to play a game where they would choke me out and then I would be possessed by the devil. What? Uh Exactly, Tom. Now, I have gotten several DMs from people who say they also played the choke out game. Oh, they did not. However, (laughs) all of these people were like, there was not a supernatural improv element to it. So now I'm starting to wonder (laughs) if like the main thing was like, you know, to hyperventilate and choke out. And I just put my own razzle-dazzle spin to it of like, and now we're going to yes and, and I'm going to go to the spirit world. Maybe you did it, not to be the center of attention, maybe you did it to save yourself. Because if you got possessed before you were killed by your friends, then they <laughs> then they were like, oh, Chelsea's so well, fun. No, Chelsea, I did not do this, but I had friends that would do the like, choke yourself out till you pass out thing. It wasn't a demonic, like, there was no ghost thing to it. So I agree with with those who those who dm'd you i did not participate because i was scared of everything yeah. as a kid yeah, but and also Still. like i'd be like no bitch i'm not trying to pass well out. i think that probably <laughs> going back to seventh grade me's psyche i probably was like why though like why are we trying to choke each other out for no purpose like mm-hmm. if i'm gonna pretend to pass out i'm gonna put on a show i'm gonna give you something to talk about you know <laughs> anywho yeah. I know. (laughs) So let's jump into the faculty. So this movie was released on December 25th, 1998. Merry Christmas to all. (laughs) In the list of movies that were released on Christmas, Les Mis, Lord of the Rings, The Faculty. Like, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, because usually on Christmas, it's like a big family movie, family movie, an epic, an action movie, something that like grandma and grandpa would like. Like, who went to see The Faculty on Christmas? Sound off. Leave a five star review and tell us if you were there. People always. Always debate is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I'm going to start adding this movie to the debate. Is The Faculty a Christmas movie? Yes, it is. I vote Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, I don't even care. Okay. When people do the debate, I'm like, okay, my brain's off. I'll check in with you guys in 20 minutes when you're still having this fucking argument. Donnie, I think would... Have you seen Die Hard? Me? No. You would be horny for it. Why? Isn't Mel Gibson in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is his name? Me being like, you would be so horny for like the death of <laughs> Satan incarnate. Mel Gibson. No. Well, actually, no, today in my Willis. stories, I posted that Kevin James is so fine. And people came into my like stories like I was kidding. They were like, LOL. I said, where's the fucking joke? Kevin James is People think that we're joking about our Kevin James love. No. No. If Kevin James were on this podcast, I would pee my pants with excitement. King of Queens and King of my hole. Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I knew that would get Chelsea back on track. Josh Hartnett, King of my hole. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that. So when this movie came out, Mirror Image by Danielle Steele was the top-selling book. Also this week, The Mystery Files of Uh. Shelby Wu aired its last episode and michelle thomas the actress who played fan favorite myra on family matters sadly passed away (laughs) merry christmas (laughs) that took a turn well every time i bring a trivia fact like if you were born on this day you'd have a thousand nickels donnie rolls his eyes and threatens to kill me so i wanted to you know provide some actual information this week all right (laughs) so before we actually talk about this movie that we are here to cover i want to briefly Mm -hmm. just take Uh. us down a side road 
I know that this book series didn't like invent the premise of little bugs going into ears and like taking over family members and important figureheads, but did either of you read Animorphs? No. One, no, I didn't. Two, I was wondering where the fuck you were going with that thing. Like, well, because so we every there. time I rewatch The Faculty, <laughs> I am reminded of Animorphs, which did come out in 1996, two years before this movie. Again, I know they did not invent the premise of body snatching, but that book mm-hmm. series, like, fully traumatized me. I was so frightened reading the pages. I never read Animorphs, but I would just be excited to go to the Scholastic Book Fair and see what covers there were going to be. Like, I'd be like, what cheerleader is turning into, like, a A bumblebee? Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) A bumblebee. And I always like to look, like, closely at the evolution. You know, like, that thing, like, they're a 10, but they become a bumblebee. (laughs) Like, she always starts, like, a relatively attractive girl, and then somewhere in the middle, we lose the plot. Much like this podcast. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Wait, why didn't you read Animorphs, Donnie? You just didn't like to read? No, I love to read. I was not a nature or animal person growing up. Still kind of am not. Shout out to my cat. You famously hate your cat. (laughs) Hate my cat. Um, But I was not a nature or animal person, so like I didn't like any kind of entertainment Mm -hmm. about either. So I couldn't understand why children would voluntarily turn into animals. I mean, to save the world from aliens. Had no idea. I did not know that. There are aliens in Animorphs? Yeah, that's the whole premise is like they're fighting. Unless I'm just totally misremembering. I, you know, I have not read these books for 25 years. But yeah, there were little like slug creatures that would come into people's ears and like transform them. And that's why this movie always reminds me of Animorphs. I really thought every book was just like... Another kid just turned into a new animal. Yeah, I thought the school was like one by one turning into animal farm. No. It's like another day, another dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stephanie's turned into a rat oh, again. God. So if you want more of this insanity in the uncut, unedited, and unhinged version, head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one. Also, by the time this comes out, we will have done our live taping bonus episode show where we're going to be covering Hocus Pocus 2. So if you did not have a chance of checking that out live, it will be available over on the Patreon in video and audio form. Great. All right. So Donnie, hit us with some background and trivia about the faculty. I would love to. So it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who directed From Dusk to Dawn, Spy Kids, Sin City, Grindhouse, and the Rain on Me music video. So truly, that career spans all over the place. And I like most of it. It was written by Kevin Williamson, who... I shouldn't even have to say what else he wrote, but I do know who my co-host is, so I will just sprinkle in some of the greats. He wrote Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Dawson's Creek. Did you know any of that, Yes, I did. (laughs) I've been doing this podcast for 70 episodes now with you, Donnie. I do know him. Yeah, but we didn't cover any of those movies yet. I've been bullying her in text form to be like, why are you watching this? Why aren't you watching that? Between actually the two of you, I've seen... All of those now. I don't believe it, but okay. <laughs> but we'll allow it. The budget was fifteen million dollars, and it made forty million worldwide. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't know what money means in the movie world, but that sounds good. It's not that good, really. No, because think about it. They only made twenty-five million dollars. <laughs> I'm also bad at math because I thought they made. 
35 in profit. So. Yeah, so they made $25 million off of the movie. Once you move that in all the places it has to go to, I don't think it's being that That's much. True. See, we knew know. that we would get our answer because last week we said $10 million was a lot. And we were like, this is usually where a guest would educate us. I guess we'll wait and look. Wait, we fished our wish. only make $10 million? $10 million. Yeah, but the craft came out in May. So that's why. That's a Halloween movie. <laughs> Moving on, the taglines for the movie, there were like literally 10, but I only picked three. And these are the best taglines we've had, which is saying a lot. They are, take me to your teacher. Oh, I love cute. that. Yeah, that's I a good that's one. Yeah. 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 School's out forever, which, mm, yeah. fine. Except that they literally went back to school the next day, but yeah. we'll talk the about that. Yeah, the timeline is on we'll talk about something that, that is yeah. mind-boggling to me, by the way. <laughs> And then the last one I brought is, what if your teachers really were from another planet? Which I think is just the first sentence of the trailer. Yeah. So that's not really a <laughs> The bar tagline. is low. The bar is so low. Yes. So those These are good. truly the yeah. best These ones These are good. I'm shocked that you had really bad ones. Tom. So bad. So the trivia I brought is, <laughs> Famke Jansen never watched this movie because she hated how her character ended. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is her head coming off and then she just like walks off into the distance with <laughs> yeah. her squid head. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Also, in 1990, David Wechter and Bruce Kimmel wrote a first draft of this movie that no studios were interested in. After the success of Scream, Miramax purchased it and brought in Kevin Williamson to do rewrites and to make it more hit. He was also asked to direct it, but he turned it down so he could focus on another movie he was writing instead. That movie, Teaching Mrs. Tingle. I fucking knew that would come up in this recording. <laughs> That's why I didn't include it in what else he wrote, because I was like, I need to drop this bomb. Oh my, I thought I had escaped. <laughs> that awful You didn't. Movie. You're still tied to that bed. <laughs> Just like Helen Mirren doing nothing but tied to a bed for 45 minutes. Now, do you think that he looks back at his career and he's like, fuck, I should have directed the faculty instead of putting my whole soul into Tingle? Like, he had the option, he wrote this, he had the option to write and direct this, but he said, no, I'll just write it because I'm gonna really put all my pussy into teaching with the Tingle. My Kevin Williams... Mussy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't find. Is he a good director? Because he didn't direct Scream. Wes Craven directed Scream, correct? Yeah. 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 So he's a great he's writer. He's a great writer. Just do one thing. We can't all do many things. <laughs> and you're you, right. You tried right. to do two things, and that ended up being Helen Mirren tied to a. Shut book. up! <laughs> The last trivia I brought is the role of Delilah was originally written for Charisma Carpenter, who plays Cordelia on Buffy. She would have been great. But she turned it down because she felt it was too similar to Cordelia. Also, Sarah Michelle Gellar turned down a role in this movie, but it didn't say who. I think she would have been the the Queen Bee. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar cannot do accent work, so let's bless her. Well, I don't know that, that she, she didn't take to me, it. in my mind, they would have not had her be like from the South or something. They would have changed it. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> And that's all I got. Okay. It took every fiber of my being not to bring up Emma Watson's American accent when we talk about that mm. accent work. But look, I just did. Anywho, so before we make Tom break down this movie in one minute or less, I want to know what character of this movie, if any, do you all identify as? Um, I deeply identify as Professor Mrs. Karen Olson. She's the the redhead who turns in the beginning. You think she's sweet, but she's actually like in on it all. I just think she's pretty fierce. 
to be honest with you. Like, she's like, no one expects her to like really do all the things she does. For a while, you think she's like the head honcho of this whole mastermind, you know, like from mm-hmm. the top. Yeah. And it's fun to see just like a little girl win like that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. A theater kid for the win. <laughs> yeah. I'll go next because I also said Mrs. Olsen <laughs> because in the beginning, she was like quiet and blah and tried to blend in. But then once she started feeling herself, once that little slug was like deep in that mm-hmm. ear, then she was like, <laughs> you're about to be sick of me because then she just, <laughs> she came in with that blowout. Mm-hmm. Her eyelashes were like, curled or something i don't know but before i came out i was very much like first five minutes of the movie mrs olsen Mm -hmm. and then i was like buckle up ladies that's you after you got a dick in your ass (laughs) (laughs) that was the slug entering yeah you had a slug not in your ear in your ass I Am The Cute One is now looking for sponsors. If you have a business you'd like to promote, email IamTheCuteOnePodcast at gmail.com to inquire about rates and packages. So I am a Stokely Sun, Zeke Moon, and Mary Beth Rising, I would say. Yes. Tom, we're going to put one minute on the clock and you can break down this movie. (laughs) Okay. Elijah Wood uh, is about 20 years younger than Josh Hartnett, and they're also in school with music superstar Usher. The three of them, (laughs) from different walks of life, one's a drug dealer, one's a football player, one is uh, a nerd. They all sort of think that their teachers are off. Turns out teachers are off because uh, there is uh, an alien coming, taking over the school. In a twist, uh, Jon Stewart is there reporting on... (laughs) (laughs) on the news and gets bitten by the alien and uh, then the aliens slowly take over everyone in what you'd think would be about like a month's worth of time which actually ends up being I think 48 hours the twist of it all is that the person that saves the world is the drug dealer with his speed that he sells in (laughs) emptied out pens and then against all odds Elijah Wood kills the queen bee because when you kill the queen all the other ones die Sadly, B.B. Newworth does die. Rest in peace, B.B. Newworth. She's an icon, but they kill her for no reason. Um, and uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood goes on to become a superstar in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Very well So done. let's jump in. So the faculty begins with the football coach with pit stains and an inevitable domestic violence charge absolutely berating high school students at practice. Now... I know that this is literally the first sentence of our recap, but it's never too early to make it about me. <laughs> I'm not being hyperbolic. Once I hit like a certain level of competitive soccer, all of my coaches spoke to me the way that he speaks to his players. Mm, that's we were watching this and Dr. Bald was like, does this just take you back? Uh, it's clear Donnie and I weren't in sports. You're like, what? <laughs> I know. No. I know. That is terrible. (laughs) I did take that beginner's hip hop class, though, where I was older, (laughs) where I was the only white person, the only boy, and the only person older than 10 years old. I was a senior in high school. I thought this was like recently at Steps or something. No. I mean, it might as well have been. I was a senior in high school, and the rest was eight-year-old black girls. So they were incredible. I was not. So when we did the stretching as the Mm -hmm. warm-up, we had to do a split and then reach our hands forward. So like your body is in a T-shape. Your legs are out. Your arms are out. I could not all of those girls could so then the instructor would come and focus on me and push my back down i was screaming (laughs) like somebody was sticking that slug in my ear i'm like i can't 
can. And then Deja would always be next to me. And she's like, yes, you can. Like, thank you, Deja, because this fucking bitch on my back. (laughs) That's it. That's my sports story. Potato, potato. We lived similar lives. (laughs) Now, it is spooky season. And the only thing scarier than budget cuts to our public education system is a mandatory after work staff meeting. And we are immediately given a jump scare containing both of these. The music teacher wearing an outfit right out of Austin Powers closet attempts to bargain for funds for the music department. But the school board has drawn the line in the sand. This is a football town. And speaking of football, Coach Willis appears out of nowhere. And even in alien form, he is still a creepy weirdo because he uses the intercom for a game of cat and mouse chasing the principal through the halls only to finally capture her with the help of Beethoven's ugly sister the music teacher <laughs> that's savage <laughs> yeah that's rude against Mrs. Olsen I think B.B. Newworth nails this part she's so good in this movie so she's good. so good like pre-turning into an alien during alien life and then she gives a really convincing death scene mm-hmm. as well at the end my question is Are they, like, the aliens care too much about the lives these people held before they were aliens. Like, it's not a mixture where it's Stepford Wives, like, where it's the real body sharing with the alien. This is just an alien in human skin. So, like, why do they talk about (laughs) things that aliens shouldn't care about? Just eat people. So there's like a throwaway comment. (laughs) Like we have the chance to like make everybody happy. It would be just like on our planet. It's like a utopian society. The jocks are smart. The people in bad relationships are happy. Like basically her mission is to make all of the humans happier. And I'm going to wait till the end. But as you guys know, Dr. Bald watches horror movies the way that I watch reality TV. So he had a really interesting theory that I don't think he came up with, but somebody has a theory about that we'll talk about at the end. But let's quickly just run through the Harrington High School Breakfast Club. So we have Zeke, Mm -hmm. a second year senior with a haircut that can only be described as like Wolverine meets Gale Weathers. It's shocking. (laughs) It's like he sat in a helmet for the first 10 years of his life and then they took it off. Yeah. Like Heat Miser's barber got to Yeah, he's a cowlick around the bottom perimeter of his It's like it should be a bowl cut, but it's not. Josh Hunter went into a hair and makeup every day and they had to do that. Right. (laughs) <laughs> to his air. I, I don't even know how you do that. Yeah. And you find this man attractive. Well, no, I, I, I don't find the hair attractive, but he's he, the like bad boy. He's kind of hot. I feel like Jones yeah. is probably into it. Yeah. I'm Jones, into it. Like, yeah. I'm not. Because then what <laughs> is he What is he hot in? Oh the Virgin that. Suicides? He also has a bad haircut in that. He's hot in Halloween H2O. You're very hair focused, Donnie. Well, his face doesn't do it for me, so I need to put my eyes somewhere. <laughs> Well, this face doesn't do that for me. Jeez. Anywho, we have nerdy Casey who gets beat up six times before homeroom. Wait, wait. On that, like right when they intro him getting beaten up, <laughs> he's like, this school is wild. And they like pan over and these two girls like <laughs> punching the shit out of each other yeah. out of a car. Like, what is happening at the school and then they do it repeatedly throughout the movie and that's when he realizes things aren't right is when they're not beating uh-huh. the shit out of each other it's like there's the lesbians beating the shit out of each other we have the resident 90s shallow school hottie slash editor-in-chief delilah we have the goth gutter slut delilah's words not mine stokely <laughs> yeah. and stan what about usher 
music superstar Usher. He's not part of the group. That's just the 90s Where's Waldo game of Usher just popping up to say his few lines in like every big major movie of this time. <laughs> Plus, we meet newcomer Mary Beth Hutchinson, a Southern Belle from Georgia who is new in town and way out of her league. So Zeke is not only an entrepreneur with a Mary Poppins adjacent car trunk, but he's also a chemist and he's come up with his very own street drug, Scat. Wait, that's not a real drug? I mean, Scat? it's... I'm no sinner, so I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know that that wasn't Well, real. it's like a street drug, so he made it up. Like, you never heard of, like, the random crazes around, like, wherever you went to school? Like, we had a period of time where, like, Meow Meow was all <laughs> the rage, you know? Yeah, well, I was a real goody-goody in, in high school, and I definitely didn't well, sniff or smoke Meow Meow. I don't know how Meow Meow is consumed. I mean, I never did Meow Meow. I have some lines, but... This is a good segue. Have I ever told you about how I accidentally did meth every day for several weeks? Jesus, she has lines, she says. <laughs> okay, so it's not, it wasn't, well, I'll just, so I have ADHD, and so I will go on my medicine, and then I'll think that, like, oh, I'm thriving, so then I'll go off my medicine, and then I'll be like, oh, wait, I was thriving because I was on my medicine. So as an adult, though, it's really hard if you aren't connected to a psychiatrist to, like, get back on medicine because everybody's always concerned that you're, like, a drug seeker and all those things. So when I was in grad school, I couldn't get connected to a doctor. It's like, you know, our healthcare system, blah, blah, blah. So I was looking online of what are some other ways that people with ADHD can manage their symptoms when they're in school. And somebody suggested pre-workout, which is like what bodybuilders take before they work out. It's like Mm -hmm. a powder and you like We'll drink it, whatever. So I just like went to wherever the like meatheads go shopping for their vitamins. And they sell meth. So I went there <laughs> and I just like picked a random pre-workout off the shelf. And so I, for like several weeks, was drinking this morning smoothie and I was feeling fucking great. I was getting my shit done. I was going for runs. I was like cleaning my house. I was scrubbing my baseboards. And then I thank God was back on this bodybuilder website. It's like, by the way, if you are taking whatever brand, I think it was called Craze. I literally think it was called Craze. If you're taking Craze pre-workout, it's been recalled because its formula is meth. That's insane. So I was like microdosing meth for several weeks in grad school. Whatever does it though, you know. I was really productive. <laughs> you got your shit done. <laughs> I'm picturing you like, have we all seen Requiem for a Dream? Um, <laughs> I'm picturing you like Ellen Burns scene with like one hair in your head, just like <laughs> thinking I'm on a talk show, infomercials all day, being like, <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm There's someone in that movie with only one hair, like By Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. She gets addicted to speed. Which Josh Hartnett probably sold her from one of his pens. <laughs> All roads go back to scat. <laughs> also, why scat? The name scat is... is It's shit play. It's either shit play or also, like, I think of Kim Cattrall. You know the Kim Cattrall scatting video? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, the... <laughs> All the he-dogs and the she-dogs. <laughs> so, Casey, he finds a strange creature that he brings to his science teacher... So after throwing it into the water, the organism regenerates and then duplicates and then bites the shit out of Jon Stewart in the process. Science. Yeah, he bites him because Jon Stewart says, I need to check his prostate. (laughs) Did we all hear that? I heard it. I was like, wait, what? The alien was like, the fuck you are. Am I at the eagle at 3 a.m.? Check my prostate. Uh, One time my cat had to get... (laughs) 
her butthole fingered by the doctor. And this, <laughs> she, the, we've never taken her back to the vet since. She probably has who knows what now because the vet was in fear of her life. Because at first, my cat, like, as the finger got deeper, she, it was like this. It sounded like when the DJ plays that alarm at the club. When the beat drops, my cat did that when she got her butthole fingered. Anyway. Is that what happens to you when someone hits your prostate, <laughs> Tawny? The dad. Like mother, like daughter. <laughs> Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of two hundred dollars or more it's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles or you can gift it to that super geek in your life perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that i've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby yoda and again that i refuse to stop calling it baby yoda plus shopping at sideshow earns you five percent back in sideshow rewards meaning for every one hundred dollars spent you get five dollars back in rewards that can be used on future purchases while geeking out is its own reward your collection goes farther with sideshow so what are you waiting for visit sideshow.com promo code cute one right now and get ready to let your geek side show oh that's clever sideshow like sideshow.com I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. So while Casey is getting called an anal probe by Usher, Stan is going through his own struggles. In a plot line straight out of High School Musical, he wants to be more than a football player. And this all comes to a head after he attempts to quit the team, only to end his terrible day with a naked cuddle with a molting Mrs. Brummel, his old-ass teacher. Donnie, would you say this scene is similar to Voyage of the Mimi? I did take a photo of her when she gets naked. <laughs> Help me, I can't. (laughs) So Casey knows something's up, which, yeah, duh. 
The aliens aren't exactly doing a great job of being subtle during their mass takeover. Not only was there the casual murder of Mrs. Brummel in the community showers, but also the football coach is chugging water and standing in sprinklers in broad daylight. And the music teacher has had a personality transplant and a sudden what not to wear adjacent makeover. (laughs) And all of the teachers are acting strange, including poor nerdy Mrs. Burke, who unfortunately is weird even without (laughs) being a host to the alien species. Did you guys have any weird teachers? My first grade teacher's name was Mrs. Butts. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, and she kind of sucked, but I mean, she wasn't weird, I guess. There's not even enough time to talk about the weirdest teacher I had, so like, I'll just throw a lot at you now, and then I'll sprinkle stories in from now until the end of time. But my middle school English teacher, her name was Mrs. Jaquette, and she had a identical twin sister that taught in the middle school across the street, and they both wore wigs with sunflowers in them. And she, and twice a year, without telling us, they would switch. And if you noticed, you got extra credit. So that's number one. Crazy Wait, story. I love them. <laughs> They're so fun. And then, she had a dog named Dudley, and whenever Dudley would die, she would just get another of the same like species or whatever it's called and name it Dudley again. <laughs> Barbara Streisand does that. Really? Yes. She clones her Oh no, tools. she didn't clone it but she would just buy another whatever kind of dog it uh-huh. was and it was named Dudley and then she would make money for us called Dudley Dollars with the dog's face on Did it. Did you go to school at Wayside School is Falling Down? <laughs> what are these stories? Thank you. I was about to say the same no, thing. No, yeah, like she would write raps to teach us and if we memorized it and performed it to the class, we would get Dudley Dollars that we could use later. You could spend Dudley Dollars on like a Snickers bar or a pack of pencils, whatever, or you could save them up and not take the final. <gasps> yeah. So basically, she just wanted people to perform her original raps. Yeah, like this. <clears throat> uh, now, names a person, place, thing, quality, quantity, a pronoun takes a noun, place, he, she, it, I, they, you, we. There are eight real foolproof endings for a noun like shun and men. The noun referred to by the pronouns called antecedent. So we will be talking about Mrs. Jaquette a lot more because I didn't even talk about how she used to make us color. There was a specific way we had to color. We had to buy Mr. Sketch Markers. It was intense. Wait, wow. I actually do. This reminded me I have a teacher that I, okay. I actually said. Okay. <laughs> okay. I went to acting school. Uh, and, of course, that brings out the crazies mm-hmm. uh, and, mm-hmm. and professors. We had a teacher. Her name is Marjorie Morgan. Shout out. She's an amazing <laughs> performance artist. She was our movement teacher in freshman year. So okay. movement freshman year in uh, Boston Conservatory was essentially like it was like kindergarten like we made masks with paper plates and like inhabited like whoever we drew on the mask we like did really bizarre crazy (laughs) shit she is crazy she actually now lives in a nudist colony no i'm not kidding she lives in a nudist colony in in new hampshire just wearing a mask wearing a paper mask yeah (laughs) so one day we were in class and we we are always doing a lot with our bodies and so she like got up and was doing this movement and then sat back down and right when she sat back down let out like the biggest fart (laughs) (laughs) it gets better and everyone is like (laughs) everyone is like sitting sitting there you know when like someone farts you're like fuck like are we gonna acknowledge this or are we not and she goes goes, the room was silent but filled with the smell of her fart her like broccoli fart because all she eats is like greens (laughs) and she goes (laughs) It's okay. You can laugh. 
and like gave us permission to laugh. It's okay. You can laugh. Did she have an accent or are you just giving her one? She sounds like Mrs. Tingle. <laughs> she talked like just like yeah. a crunchy granola okay. lesbian. I don't know what okay. that's supposed to mean. I do. <laughs> Shout out to those out there listening. Uh. So Casey and Delilah break into the faculty lounge for some light investigative journalism where they witness the football coach and music teacher infect the nurse. In the process of hiding, they also find Mrs. Brummel's pruned body. Poor Brummel. It made me uh, sad. Yeah, she looked like Gollum. There is not a world in which I am tackled by my teacher's corpse and return to school the next day. No. Shit is escalating quite quickly. (laughs) And soon even the skeptics are turned to believers after being attacked by Jon Stewart and watching his fingerless hands reveal tentacles. And the attack only (laughs) ends when he is stabbed in the eye with scat and basically turns into the human equivalent of the Mentos in the Coke experiment. (laughs) It's time to get the fuck out of there. What about when those his little fingies were like crawling at people? That was so gross. And like that. The first time yeah. I saw that scene, I screamed. <laughs> Some of the biology here doesn't all totally like line up, which I don't care because, like, who am I? Yeah. But like, <laughs> and spoiler alert, but like at the end when everybody kind of like returns to themselves, his eye though, <laughs> like he died by scat, so he was dead, dead. He shouldn't have been no, back. He's dead. He didn't come back. He's in the Does closing he credits. He can't come back. Right? Like, that was a oopsie oh, doopsie. I didn't know I he was back. Him, yeah. him and B.B. Newworth can't come back because they died. But he was in the closing credits. But doing what? Like, walking around with an eye patch. Oh. I guess in the end, we don't totally know the logistics. Even by the movie ending, like, how much you need to kill them. Life's little mysteries. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> so they quickly realize that the whole town has been changed. So they head to Zeke's lab. And after some light animal cruelty and a casual mouse murder, <laughs> they confirm their theory that everyone is being controlled by a parasite. And as it often does, conspiracy theories quickly turns to paranoia. And the gang starts wondering who among them is human and who is alien, which leads to a mandatory drug den. Each person <laughs> takes a turn snorting scat to prove they are still human. Talk about peer pressure. I would have had a problem doing that in high school. Now I'd be like, lying. If it you up. had a gun <laughs> to your head, you with wouldn't With a gun snort to my something? head, yes. But that's like, you're making me choose two things. I don't want to choose, Chelsea. soon they are all tweaking except for delilah who as it turns out really was an alien all along so now most of the scat supply is gone but they formulate a plan they need to find the queen and by killing her they'll kill all of the other hosts but where is she well it's a friday night there's only one place she can be this is a football town and there's a home game baby (laughs) let's fucking go so the first suspect on the list is miss drake but it turns out nope not her. So while the football team pulls a Drew Barrymore and just enjoys the rain <laughs> on their skin, Stan is transformed and preaches a life without pain or worry. Meanwhile, Zeke battles with Miss Burke as he attempts to get the rest of his scat supply out of his car. And this Miss Burke v. Zeke scene with them crashing into a school bus with an obligatory seatbelt commercial and then her being beheaded and just turning into like a weird octopus creature iconic well what was weird about the seatbelt is he seemed to have buckled just a seatbelt that you put over your waist <laughs> like i was like i know it's 1998 but i thought we had like moved on to like the over the shoulder like those don't do anything like you can slip and slide out of one of those that's true yeah in fact 
at that point, I think it was the kind that did it automatically when you closed yes, the door. Yes, I had a my my grandma had a Buick like that. Yeah, my uncle yeah. had one. It was so cool. You would shut it and then it'd be like me. I'm like, okay, spaceship. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> we should bring yeah. those back, especially like in Ubers. People need to put their seatbelts on. Please put your seatbelt on an Uber. Mm. Agreed. Also, my question is this. Logistically, I think this is where the whole movie goes to shit because then she's still alive at the end. So, like, this is still a human body. Right. Her head comes off, grows these alien legs, and then at the end, she's a human again with her head on. I'd like, yeah, I'd like to get my hands on the rule book here for, like, what works <laughs> yeah. and doesn't because we lose a lot of... Th- and also something else that bothers me is... I think there's a better movie here where Mm -hmm. it's the whole premise of the movie is we have to find the host. Like that's a horror movie in itself, right? Like Mm -hmm. we get to that part of it so late in it. Like we only get about 20 minutes of a, who is the host, right? We had so much exposition at the top. I think if the whole movie was that, it would be even more successful because that's, that's what a, that's like what a slasher movie is, right? Like where you want to like learn who the killer is. And that's fun as like a viewer, right? To like, be like, well, I think it's this. I think it's that person. I think it's that. And so I've, it's a missed opportunity on their end. Yeah. yeah. I think that them bringing everybody back at the end almost cheapens the idea it of it. Yeah. Because it would be one thing if it was like, okay, we see the Swedish fish popping out of the ear at the end when the host is mm-hmm. revealed and killed. But I do think that if they were beheaded or if they had scat in the eye, like they should have remained dead. Mm-hmm. I want rules. I want to know... How do we kill them? What can they survive? Are they regenerating? Like a simple sentence of like, oh my God, they can regenerate. And then we see Jon Stewart's fingers like regenerate to become mm. a hand again. I don't know. There's that sci-fi nerd in me that's like, okay, but what are the logistics here? Like, what are we trying yeah. to I wonder if out? Kevin Williamson cut that and instead added, let's just make the main girl get fully butt-ass naked for the, like the last <laughs> 15 minutes of the movie. And mm-hmm. it was like, I made it hip. Yeah, there's the hipness. Well, let's go to the hipness now. So with most of the town turned into aliens, the queen does finally reveal herself. It's been Mary Beth all along. Do you like that voice work, Johnny? So question. If she was the queen, which means like the most powerful, she Mm -hmm. started all of this. Why did like why? But why (laughs) did she spend... 48 hours with this like ragtag team of misfits without just like immediately changing them. Like we see that her minions are able to quickly like infect the policeman and parents and teachers. Like was she just like having a good time with the humans? Like she had them all in the lab. Why not just like infect them right then? You know? And she was alone with Zeke. She could have turned him in the first scene together. I feel like she wanted to learn like, she wanted to be a part of the resistance and like figure out mm. what they were thinking so she could take them down. And Zeke ends up being like the smart one that you didn't really realize is the smartest one, right? And maybe she like realized that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she does kind of sabotage them at one point. Like when they're going after the principal, she's the one that pours all of the scat mm-hmm. on her, which like initially when you watch the movie, you're like, oh shit, she just fucked them over. She panicked. But then if you do a rewatch, then you're like, oh no, she knew what she was doing and she was getting rid of all the scat. Oh. I didn't make that connection. Until Me neither. Now. Yeah. It's like, but if she's so powerful, does she need to be sabotaging in those like little petty ways? Couldn't she just, like, take them out immediately? Yeah, because at that point, they're, like, the only five humans left. Right. She could have just turned into that Godzilla thing in the gym and ate Right, yeah. (laughs) Also, we get to the pool so late. I'm like, 
Why have we not all just been in the pool? Why are we standing in sprinklers when we have access to right, a pool? Right, Mrs. Brommel could be with us to this day <laughs> if she's not <laughs> in the pool. Throw her in the deep end, Jesus. If she, I would have like shot hot tears if naked Mrs. Brommel had hopped in the pool like during a swim <laughs> She's like, I can't breathe. ball. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about like, I'm going to be like a annoying PC millennial for a moment. Go ahead. I find it so upsetting. So Clea Duvall is an amazing actress. I don't know how she identifies, but I know that she's not straight. And she like direct. She's like directing movies about women and queer people, and she's been. She's often cast in movies as a, a lesbian or a queer person, right? And it bothers me that they. I forgot about this. They they make her like she's a lesbian in the movie that then turns straight for the douchey jock and then like just stay straight for the rest of the movie like she's like I'm not even turned she says that she pretended to be a lesbian for attention right oh right right, right. That. that's even worse but like if, <laughs> but if i'm her in this movie like as an actress like i would be deeply annoyed and confused like that wasn't a needed storyline so like i don't know no. why they included that once again is that's what kevin williamson did to make it more hip and they did that weird <laughs> thing with Mary Beth where she was like, you know, be yourself, fly free. But it was a punchline. Like it right. wasn't actually meant to be like uplifting or affirming. It was like a joke. It was a bless your heart moment. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. So Mary Beth transforms Stokely and then walks around the locker room naked, hunting for a scattered out <laughs> Casey. And just as he is infected, the queen... Mary Beth is trapped behind the automatic bleachers, sprayed with scat, and shrivels up like a slug. And so everything returns to normal with an ending I can only describe as being the 90s slasher equivalent of the Harry Potter <laughs> Deathly Hollows epilogue. You're absolutely right. Uh, Thank you. Oh, I was going to say shout out to the one listener who gets it, but it's So tough. now no one's going to listen. <laughs> it's like all our friends are dead. My friend had no head and now it has their head again and everything's fine. Everything's great stan is dating stokely who is now normal and therefore needs to dress like a gap model and also now straight delilah and casey are together and zeke is on the football team and also definitely boinking mrs burke like ah the 90s where (laughs) teachers fucking their students is considered a happy ending wonderful well at least they're alive alive to go to jail (laughs) any other thoughts before we move on I enjoyed it. I love this movie. Oh, I love this movie. It's a great movie. I highly suggest. I know we've been shitting on it in funny, fun ways, but really watch it because it really is so fun. Yes. Yeah, it is a great one. I'm going to put this in my yearly, whatever, October watch for sure. Because I saw it once when it first came out and then never watched it again. So this was only my second time viewing it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, then also I looked it up. Josh Hartnett's first movie was Halloween H2O, which you guys should do on this podcast because it's so good. It's like, (laughs) essentially Scream, but in the Michael Myers universe. Mm -hmm. And um, this was like his second movie. Wow. I thought this was like later on in his stardom. When was Virgin Suicide? Like years, years later. Oh. Final thoughts. Who would we cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to a sequel to be? I can go first. Okay. Um, okay. I think I like the premise of this, but I think if we could make it a modern tale of either like organized religion or QAnon of people being like incepted and 
transformed. It would have to be done in a very delicate way where it doesn't turn into like woke propaganda. But mm-hmm. I think it, it, there is a way to make it a horror movie inside of like a Trump rally or a QAnon or the Catholic religion of just people coming in and all of a sudden being like indoctrined and taken over. I mm. only need a remake yeah. if Leah Michelle plays the Queen Bee. Uh, I just got the chill. The idea of Leah Michelle infesting a whole community with her thoughts and opinions on this world, and then they all become little Leah Michelles. And then walking around naked while she sings Don't Rain on My Parade. The first thing she does is take English class out of the curriculum. I would love that. And then Amber Riley shows up and saves the day. Uh, Yes. That's great. For me, it's a little bit different. First, I have a question. What did this movie say? Like... Did they try to say anything? Well, it was pro (laughs) seatbelts, pro drugs, pro conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. So no. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think, and I know this, (laughs) we're ending on a dark note. I apologize. I know this was a year before Columbine, but like, I don't think, go kill your teachers and students is a good message for a movie. Uh So instead, I twisted it where... It would be a sequel, or it could just be a full-blown remake. I made the original kids from this movie be teachers now. Like, in 2022, they're the faculty. Mm -hmm. And it's the opposite, where, like, parents of the students and the school board and stuff are the aliens, because the teachers are the heroes in our story. To protect the students. I like that. Oh, I I do like that. I also just had another add-on to Leah Michelle. What if the okay. sequel is literally on Broadway? Like it's a musical and like the director mm. and the producers are the faculty and they like invest the star. That's good. But then we find out the star is the queen bee already. And then the star gets COVID after her opening night. Right. The reason the star got cast was because she invested the brains of everyone there to convince everyone that she would have been a great pick for the part. How does it go? Don't tell me what I know. That's it. You got there it. There we go. That's it. See, You're I've been there. incepted by Donnie. I haven't even <laughs> seen it, but somehow I know uh, everything don't about see it. You won't like it. You don't know what she'll she like. She won't like it, Donnie. I'm taking you to see it all three hours. <laughs> okay, Tom it, knows what I like. Tom has a 100% success rate of telling me movies. You're making me watch Aquamarine <laughs> no, Center Stage. No, I know. That's Sage. the thing. Tom is the one who got me to watch The Faculty for the first time last Halloween. And that's great. And here when we it comes are. to a movie, you can tell me no. When it comes to Broadway, I'm just pulling you by the little ear. Okay. Well, wonderful. <laughs> I'll let you have that. So, you, final, final <laughs> thoughts. What for us aged well about this movie and what aged like block? Buster. One thing right off the top for me, I don't know if in 2022 we need to be like celebrating conspiracy theorists. Like, I don't know if we need to be like, oh my God, they were right. They sounded crazy, but it was true. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if that necessarily Mm. holds up. I also think it was very funny to me that Mary Beth says they're taking over Earth because their planet's dying. And then they proceed to like import thousands of plastic water (laughs) bottles. Like, They're going to be moving on pretty quick from Earth. And then I do think Mrs. Burke, who is either (laughs) a mousy woman or like a human succubus, her end goal being like she can be nerdy and want to fuck her high school student. I don't know if that holds up. No. And she also, the actress, I forget, what's her name again? Famke Jensen. She gets herself tied up into some interesting roles i'll just say that oh. if you know the role i'm talking about the show starts with an n and ends with a ip tuck i don't know if we've all seen Nip tuck, <laughs> oh. but 
but yeah, we can talk about that off pod. She just gets herself into some particular roles that are not dissimilar to this, where she's like one thing, but is actually another and it's mm-hmm. problematic. This though, I wonder if that's the ending she meant she didn't watch it for. Yeah. A hundred percent. Fucking the student? Yeah. Her whole happy ending is that she's like waiting in the stands, waving to like her high school boyfriend who, yeah, is a second year senior and presumably over 18, but still a student. But did they sneak attack that with her once she signed on? I don't on think it? that's it. Their own. So I, I don't think she has a good <laughs> barometer for like what's right or wrong. So I think she just maybe didn't like her portrayal just as like a goofy nerdy yeah. person trying to be hot all the time. Her bangs should have grown when she became hot. That would have been good because that's always a troublesome spot, like the half bang part moment. Like if the life. if the aliens can regenerate fingers, they can grow right. a couple yeah, inches. They on absolutely the forehead. can give a girl some curtain bangs when yeah. she needs it. You know, <laughs> I would say the God. only thing that I don't think aged well is like the clay. I mean, not the only thing, but to add on is the clay of all lesbian thing is kind of weird. But then, yeah. oh yeah, and also like the. <laughs> The tokenism of like our black music superstar Usher to just be like in the football team, but not in the movie yet on the front of the poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why couldn't he have been Stan? the football player? I yeah. have no idea. Because this is where I'll say it. I've been quiet this whole time, but the reason I didn't watch it since 1998 is because collectively the cast is not good looking. No, so if not. we would have made Usher the football player. I would have watched it again since 1998. Like, guys, Elijah Wood. I mean, shout out to Elijah. You've done great work. But, like... Yeah, but you're a hobbit for a reason. You are an asexual (laughs) short person (laughs) with hairy feet. Anywho, I want to end with this fan theory thing that Dr. Bald Mm -hmm. told me about. Oh, Oh, please, please. So, there are people on the internet, and, you know, people on the internet have a lot to say. Some of them even end up with podcasts about Mary-Kate and Ashley (laughs) that suddenly turn into nostalgia podcasts. No one knows. Oh, I was hoping you were going to drag someone. Oh, just ourselves, (laughs) always. So... People on the internet say that the aliens won because when she makes that side comment about making the human race better, making people capable of more, making the nerd have confidence, making the sports person be able to do more than just be sports, like at the end, everybody is changed for the quote unquote better. Like different people are dating, different people have different personalities. Zeke's on the football team, Stan is like, being an academic. So the theory online is like the aliens have done their job and now people are more multidimensional than what they began with. I think it's a crock of shit, but I just wanted to no, pose that. that just sounds like trauma wins. Right. <laughs> like if we can all experience trauma, we can be better people. I like the idea of it, but here's two things about it. One, and this shows what a terrible person I am, but like, does it matter if you achieved what you want if you're dead? That's number one. <laughs> And number two, like, it's only that group of five. Like, everyone you turned into an alien just went back to Right, it's not like the coach is saying please and thank you now. (laughs) Right. Just, John Stewart wears an eye patch, that's it. He has more gratitude for his fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, thank you for being with us today. Please tell the people where they can listen to you, follow you, where perhaps they can hear us on your podcast, etc. Please plug us through you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram. Uh, the podcast is called Dumpster Dive Pod. It's me and my sister and a lot of our other friends in this universe talking about reality television and 
getting to the bottom of everyone's like origins of reality TV, what made them fall in love with reality. And we are doing a fun little spooky season uh, series where we're recapping old housewives uh, and costume party themed episodes of housewives from housewives past. And the two of you are on our first episode, which will come out already prior to this mm-hmm. episode you're listening. So go, it should be out in your podcast feed. Uh, we're talking about the real housewives of Dallas season two, episode three, I think it's called Two Face Face. Two Face. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so next week we are covering. I know what you did last summer. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you later. Love, Love you like a sister. sister. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One. And go to I Am The Cute One.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you, you like a sister. sister.